Welcome to today's episode of Word Tip Off. Today, it's we have two games left in the season, and the playing tournaments next week. So we're going to be uh, preparing to uh, to say what we have to say for this uh, playing tournament and this last couple games down the stretch. Uh, so let's start it off. I want to just quickly shout out Juan Toscano Anderson on getting an NBA full NBA contract. He's been on a two way. And now he is signed to the Warriors. Uh, I don't know the exact details, but it's just great to see him get what he deserves throughout the season. Carson, what were your thoughts on JTA deserving this kind of contract? Well, I absolutely agree. This is fully deserved. I mean, he's been crucial for us winning games, especially in how close it is between us and the Grizzlies. And just, just very happy for him. Mr. Smile, what did you think about this contract and him getting an actual NBA contract rather than a two-way? Yeah, I think he completely has earned it. He tries really hard. He's, you know, not only is he, like, the hype man, basically, for the team that gets everyone going, but he works his butt off. He's like a mini um, Iguodala mini Draymond and even though it's a small sample size he's oh, been just, just stop just stop shooting. away for this and no, I didn't tell. he um even though it's been a small sample size he's shooting 40 percent from three and as a true shooting percentage uh close to steps like 60 something percent so pretty exciting that that's happening like if he can sustain that uh he he will be very valuable yeah so let's get into the Last couple games, we have had two games against OKC since our last episode. Those didn't really matter. Uh, they're a very bad team, and they're let, their average age is 21. So you could just guess how those games went. Curry possibly could have gone for his career high. He had 49 and, and three quarters. That's the, like most points he scored per minute uh, in the NBA game in his career. So that was cool. Um, but it wasn't worth risking injury, especially against in a game that didn't matter as much when the game was already sealed for the win. Uh, but now we have the two important games. So these were the two kind of losses that Carson had on his projection for the last six games. But surprisingly, we won both of them. So, Carson, I'll let you take this first. What were your thoughts on the Jazz game and how important was that one? Well, I mean, before this uh... – this homestand started, I, I predicted we'd go four and two. And now that we're four and oh, you know, I, I, ex- I expected us to lose both of these games. I mean, the jazz game, um, I was really scared because we had a huge lead pretty late and then it just was blown away. And I was about ready to talk about how we've blown so many leads this season, but you know, it's a super important win because we're really neck and neck with the Grizzlies. We're only half a game ahead of them and we're, it's going to come down to just that last game of the season. Uh, Mr. Smile, what did you think about this game? Uh, I think this is a pretty important one. What do you think? Yeah, um, it was great to um, get that win. They got the, the, um, got a big lead and, you know, uh, Jazz didn't have, Mitchell or Conley, so they were able to take advantage of that uh, defensively. And against Gobert, they could um, isolate him and, um, you know, counter their counters. Um, and so that 
Steph or Poole or somebody who can shoot could have an open look because Colbert doesn't like to go to the perimeter where he's weaker. So um, I thought it was a great win. And, um, you know, I thought they were going to choke it in at the end, but Looney with that monster um, offensive rebound and then passing it out to Draymond and then Draymond, like knowing just how to find Steph, uh, it was, you know, it was perfect. Those three players have been playing together for about four years. So um, even though Looney's, you know, really injured and slow and has like the body of a 50 year old, he, um, you know, he's, he's been really solid this year and has not been injury plagued like so many others. I, I thought uh, the way that Royce O'Neal guarded uh, Steph was very tight. Like his jersey was attached to him pretty much like glue. Then you think about uh, going into this playoffs, we're either going to play the Jazz or Phoenix if we win the tournament. It It's hard. Like I'll get into Mikhail Bridges later. The, the Suns have a lot of uh, great defenders, but the Jazz, they didn't have Mike Conley. Mike Conley is a well above average defender. Donovan Mitchell can get – he's very athletic. He can get to spot to spot. Like Curry gets a lot of his points just outrunning people, going on cuts, back door cuts. And I don't know how it's going to be when he's like that. Uh, we saw a transition to the Suns game. We saw uh, Wiggins step up in the absence of Curry's shooting. Curry still had a bunch of great and one plays, did what he should for the team. And just because of his all-time great shooting, they ha always have to have two people on him. At one point, they even had four people on him at the top. That just shows his gravity. Even if he's not shooting well, they can't let him open at all. So, Carson, what were your thoughts on how Wiggins kind of took over the game when Steph wasn't playing as well as he normally would? Well, Wiggins has proved earlier this season that, like, he can really thrive when he's that primary option. I mean, he dropped, what, like 40 early this season without Steph? And just like this game, Steph was struggling, so he took over. He had, like, 38 points, and he's just really performing well. I mean, if he can keep this up, we could have a serious shot at getting an upset in the first round of the playoffs. I, I think the gravity that Steph uses for Wiggins – uh, like you mentioned, he, when he kind of used as a decoy, kind of like with him going all the way out, that that gives Wiggins the space to do what he does: drive in, either go up or just hit that uh, plant one foot and then spin for the fade. And then we even see Wiggins using his incredible God-gifted athleticism uh, that we saw in college, and that's why he was the number one overall pick. I think. He is no, no, in no way. I don't think he's a bust. I, that word, I think me and Mr. Smiley discussed that a couple of weeks ago. Bust is not the right word. He maybe he didn't live up to everyone's expectations, but people really thought he would be the next Michael Jordan. That's very unreachable for an for a, like a young player. But Mr. Smile, what were your thoughts on the way Wiggins played when Curry wasn't playing? as well as he normally would. Yeah, um, I thought he was uh, exceptional. Like you said, he had more drive to, you know, uh, uh, use his superior athleticism to 
fine close shots. Um, he was perfect uh, um, with every shot that he took in the paint. Uh, he usually likes to do fadeaways, like, um, you know, like 15 footers. Um, and, you know, those are much harder to make compared to, you know, um, going to the to the rim. And, you know, and he was extremely efficient. He was 17 for 24, um, uh, which is, you know, 71% of the shots he took went in, which is, uh, you know, really rare, not just for him, but for anyone. And a big part of it was that he was able to get closer to the basket and use his athleticism to help him. And he was a plus 14 in the game. Curry was a plus six. Jordan Poole was a plus 10. Draymond was a plus six. So, you know, a big part of it was the second unit stepping up and taking care of the Suns' uh, second unit. So I was pretty proud um, of them. I definitely didn't think that they were going to pull it out, especially – you know, in the first quarter, they were down by 16 or something. I was like, okay, here we go. Well, at least we went one and one with like, you know, these really good teams. And the other two games against the Suns weren't very close. So I just thought like, you know, they just have our number. But it was really nice to see uh, them come back. To be fair, that one of the games versus the Suns was that game before All-Star break and Curry and Draymond didn't play. So you kind of can eliminate right. that one. And, yeah, the first one was a big blowout. One thing I also wanted to note was yesterday uh, the Warriors shot horribly, 11 for, for 40 from three. And the only player that was actually being very efficient was Andrew Wiggins. But one thing that I noticed, Jordan Poole and Juan Toscano Anderson, who we mentioned earlier, they need a lot of respect put on their names. They're coming in with not much competitive experience. Last year, that that team was the worst team in the league. All blowouts, not really many close games. Here, you can show, you can see that they're stepping up to the challenge, uh, hitting threes. Even though they're not going in the entire game, they kept on shooting, kept on sticking with it, and it really paid off coming into the end. Michael Mulder is also another guy that I think is pretty underrated because of his three-point shot and his athletic ability. And I thought it was just great to see. Even that last three, if you guys noticed, Juan Scano made that shot, but it was past the 24-second violation. That would have been the biggest shot of his career, I think. Uh, But, yeah. Another thing to note note is Draymond had a triple-double. The Warriors are 29-1 and throughout Draymond's career when he has a triple-double. So it's pretty cool that he has that many triple-doubles and uh, they've won pretty much all of them. So now let's get into the next couple games and the playing standings currently. Carson, I'll let you take it from here. So um, currently we're the eighth seed. Um, we're only half a, game above, half a game above the Grizzlies. And so it's really neck and neck. Our next game is against the Pelicans, and they're obviously missing Zion. So this is a must-win, um, especially since, like, they're such a weak team without him and just the situation with the Grizzlies that I can't stress enough. Then our last game of the season is against the Grizzlies. It could just come come down all to that. 
that could determine who's the eight seed and the nine seed. So we have split the uh, season series with Memphis so far. If you play against the teams in the in your conference three times throughout the season, and then that you play the teams in the other conference twice, uh, so that will determine like teams how the odds will be going into the playoffs in the tiebreaker. But the last two games that we played against the Grizzlies, Curry was out. It was a, it was like a, one of those baseball-style series in Memphis where Curry had, just had his tailbone in Houston, and then he flew to Memphis. He was sitting on the bench. Wiggins had 40 the first game, and then we kind of lost it in the second game. But with Curry, adding to that, if we beat them without Curry, I'm pretty sure we can beat them handedly with Curry. Um, but Mr. Smile, what, what do you think about this Memphis game coming up? Uh, I think, well, uh, so first the Pelicans game, like uh, Carson said, there's no Zion and um, Ingram hasn't been playing because he's injured and same with Steven Adams. So uh, I would be shocked if the Warriors let that one go, especially since they have, they have to win because the Grizzlies, um, you know, they have a pretty easy, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, they have a pretty easy uh, rest of the, the schedule as well. Um, I haven't memorized it though, but uh, yeah, Sunday's game against the Grizzlies must win because you wanna be, a, uh, you wanna get two shots to make the playoffs instead of one with the play-in and if you lose against the Lakers or the Blazers away, then you get to host whoever's, you know, one between uh, the nine ten. So, I think the the um, the Warriors have a good shot at it. I just want to put out one stat. So um, Wiseman he uh, got hurt on April tenth, and it and since um, um, April eleventh until yesterday. April, uh, May 11th, so a month, um, the Warriors have gone 12 and five. So that's 70% of their games have been won, which uh, is, would put them in second place in the West, right behind Utah. So um, they have, uh, you know, and it hasn't all been thunder, you know, it's uh, uh, the teams that they have, been up against you know they beat the nuggets and um and and they beat the sixers they beat the nuggets again they beat the pelicans and they beat the jazz and the Suns. so you know it wasn't just a bunch of scrubs that they have been playing in the past month so i think um compared to the grizzlies who have not had the greatest you know last month i think that the warriors should feel pretty good about beating them on Sunday. Uh, here's just something that came to my head. Um, Clay starting to do like his practice now and is getting in better shape. It's, this is a complete hypothetical. I doubt this is going to happen. If we make a Western Conference Finals run and Clay is technically cleared to play, would it be the right decision to let him play? Just... He'd probably be very careful and not run up and down 
probably not guard the best player on the team, but it, all if he can just shoot, that's that makes the team way better. Uh, what do you guys think about that? I haven't really thought about that. I mean, coming straight off of an injury, I don't know if it would be the right decision just to throw him into a Western Conference finals series just as his first game is back. I, I don't really know what to think about that. Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, I think there's 0% chance he'd be cleared to play in, like, in June because he said that he'll probably, like, miss maybe the first month of the regular oh. season. And then when he comes back, he'll be, like, you know, play, like, under 20 minutes a game. So I can't imagine that happening in June, you know, a good uh, four or five months before schedule. And... I mean, a conference finals is so intense. And um, I think if I, I, yeah, I just think there, like he should be so careful because, you know, he tore his ACL and his Achilles and you just don't want to do, you know, like if I, like, I don't think that if this scenario happened, he would be helpful enough to make them like win the title uh the the championship i think it would be more likely that he would hurt himself again and miss a year so i would say no way hold on and just um really you know just try to make the right moves in the off season so that uh they can go for it in the next two to three years you guys have anything to add before we wrap it up All right. Uh, so we'll be back next week. Peace.